Let's go. What a game we had the other night. June 12th, it's takes on top. We're still shook. We were going to come in yesterday talking about game five, but we needed a day to recover. I'm Andres Hugo. I'm here with Mikey Lowe. And damn, we were just talking about it right now, this, this game. Warriors, Raptors, so many things to go on. You know, KD, obviously. We'll get to that later, but... What, what what do you think? What was your, Mikey, what, I mean, you were talking to me. What's the biggest thing you saw from that? Man, what an incredible game. And I think the biggest thing, um, I, have to, I guess I have to point out the elephant in the room, uh, Kevin Durant leaving with an injury in the first quarter, was it? The second quarter? But he looked good, right? I mean, he looked, I mean, I, I thought he looked good. He looked great. I would have loved to see him, how he would look for an entire 48 minutes or 40 minutes or so. He was dunking in pregames, doing alley-oops. I mean, he hit his first three threes, and I was like, damn, Katie's back. Yeah, um, and and I had a, had a decent I – w- I was pretty invested, both emotionally but also in other ways in this game. So seeing KD go out uh, brought a little bit of, of a tear to my eye, but, hey, Golden State comes back. Uh, they go down with four minutes or less. They go down by six. Kawhi Leonard, it looks all but over. Well, let, let, let's start from the top. I mean, they came out. I mean, I, I was I was hyped for the game because I was just thinking we're going to see finally these two teams at their full at full strength, you know, everyone out there. And then they looked great. Not only KD, but I mean, Steph made his first couple threes. Clay was hot from the beginning. It looked like the Warriors were firing on all cylinders. I think – you know, and I was a little bit worried because they, even with all of that shooting that they had in the first quarter, they they still were only up by I think a handful of points. And you know, KD was looking good. KD was making shots, but more importantly, the spacing was great. Steph was getting better looks. Clay was getting better looks. Defensively, they were even looking better. I was thinking, like, damn, this is this is the dynastic Warriors. This is them coming back. But um, Demarcus Cousins. Doesn't get the start. They go. They started the Hampton Five, and you know it, it started great. I didn't. It went downhill. It went downhill. At least it appeared that way when KD went down. But I, I think that the Warriors showed it's gonna. They're tough, tough sons of bitches, dude. They're not. They're they're the champion boxer. They got punched in the in the face. They were like Tyson Fury there on the ground and with the Undertaker eyes coming up. Coming back already, it's it was really amazing. I, I couldn't believe that they came back from that. Yeah, I think I think Toronto just learned yesterday that it's not it's not that easy to win a championship, especially a team like Golden State who's been there before. And Clay Thompson, we've seen him make these big shots. It just seems like he wants to win. He's a winner. And man, in the end, just when you think I, I was there, I was there at 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 the bar last night. We were there. You know, we had a rowdy uh, Raptors fan next to us. Uh, things were getting a little bit hectic. I was stressed out. Everybody on our table was, you know, more for the Golden State end. Um, and and I was stressed out at the end. But then the Splash Brothers came through. I was looking 
for where Steph is, where Clay is. I haven't seen in this series, I haven't seen the same Splash Brothers that we're used to in the playoffs. Um, but in those last four minutes. Well, I, mean, I mean, I think I saw, we've seen them come in, in spurts. I mean, their game where, where Clay was out, you know, Steph put up 47, obviously. But something for me that I thought was funny, just a little side note, isn't it funny how Danny Green only plays four games of the finals, and then after that he kind of just disappears? Someone needs to send a memo to Danny Green. It's best of seven you need to win for, not just play for. <laughs> I think, I think uh, yeah, I think he needs to take some notes out of Kawhi's, uh, Kawhi's notebook. But, I mean, Kawhi wasn't even – I mean, I mentioned it to you at some point in the game. Kawhi, I felt like I didn't even see him doing much. Not that he wasn't doing it, because even when he's not scoring, he's still out there disrupting on defense, and he's still a huge decoy, if nothing else. But I was looking at it at one point thinking, all right, well, where's Kawhi? I, I haven't felt him do anything. And then, you know, fourth quarter comes around, and he goes on this huge tear, 10 points. 10, 10, I think it was a 10-0 run by himself. And they get the lead. The Warriors are emotionally shot. It's in the six. I mean, it's not as uh, it's not as dramatic as game six, the ropes going around the court of the AAA against the Spurs, but they were getting ready to get the ropes around the court and roll out the Larry O'Brien trophy, and Nick Nurse calls a timeout inexplicably. That that was something that right away I te- I, I was we were sitting next to each other and I said. Like I thought that the Warriors, I said, oh, damn, they used their last timeout. There's three minutes left in the game. And then I saw that Toronto called the timeout. I couldn't believe it. That, yeah, was, that was – and they never looked the same after that. Yeah, that was random. That was random. Um, gave Golden State a chance to get set, get their, get their best lineup out there. Um, game plan against Kawhi especially because Kawhi was on a tear there. You definitely don't call timeout when this guy's heating up. Well, right, and then the two – the only two guys on the Warriors that that could make shots had been playing the whole game, were tired, and you just gave them a chance, like, okay, hey Steph, take a little break, Clay, you too, take a little break, let's get some water. Great sportsmanship up in Canada. They're so nice. Are I think they? I, I think that's what it was. I mean, you know, I think they say they're getting a bad rap today, deservedly so for the for the for the fact that they were cheering Kevin Durant's injury. But in reality, they, they showed their true colors. They're really nice. They had the game, and they said, no, 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 no. Let's call this timeout. Let's give him a chance. Come on. That's what we're about. I think that was literally the quote. From <laughs> that's, a, what, that's what we're about? A boot. A boot. <laughs> have you ever seen South Park? Uh, I have. I actually, I know a couple Canadians. I've gotten used to the, to the accent. Um. I've worked with Canadians before. Very, very nice people. But last night, I, I just wasn't so sure about the Canadian vibe. Uh, when they were cheering for Durant getting hurt. Well, I saw one of the courtside fans that was wearing a Mark, I think it was a Marcus Sol jersey. He's, he was there waving at Durant while he's on the floor grabbing his leg. Yeah, I saw that guy too. And then, and then behind him, I saw other fans take his, take his lead and go, oh, we're going to say bye too. I mean, to be fair, I don't think they knew that it was so bad. And it was, they they saw a championship in their hands when they saw him go down. But yeah. you know what? They they lost all their karma points. That's it. And and we had, we had, um, 
we had a, a, a Toronto fan in particular. I, I'm not even sure if she was from Toronto. For for all I know, she didn't seem very nice. She was cheering as if as if her son was playing for Toronto. I don't know who her son might be. With it, her height, it could have only been Van Fleet. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could have been probably Van Fleet, but it, it seemed as though yeah, she had some investment, maybe like myself. But that was the rowdiest Toronto fan in Miami that I've ever heard. And and by the way, you're lucky because you you took Golden State. Money line. <laughs> Had you taken the spread, you'd have lost, yeah. or at least pushed. Because um, by no, well, by game time, when when everyone starts, when video starts going around of KD dunking alley oops and making threes in pregame, the spread went from plus one to minus three in Golden State's favor. When I when I booked it, uh, they were actually plus one, so Golden State was a, a one point underdog. So um, I took the money line. And, and it was pretty good odds, but um, made the made the game that much more fun. Uh, Duffy's shout out Duffy's here in Kendall. Um, great atmosphere, great vibe. Not so sure about the service, but that's that's a that's a talk for another time. Shout out Duffy's management. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, that Toronto fan was was definitely heckle, uh, heckling us. Um, but when Clay and Steph were making those big shots, uh, Kyle Lowry missed that shot in the corner at the end. Uh, Why would you give it to Kyle Lowry? Hunko here, Hunko here. I love. I, I'm a big. I'm a big proponent of playoff Lowry, but within reason. Hey, Lowry had a good game yesterday. I don't know. He was. He owned all of the Warriors' big men. That that drive to the basket, plant, turnaround, fadeaway, mid range shot was money yesterday. And how about how about Boogie Cousins? A, a, a few controversial plays at the end. I feel like he always gets himself in the mix of things when he doesn't have to. Just questionable decision making. Well, you know what's funny? I was listening to to the Bill Simmons podcast, and they, he he called it the final two minutes bad play cycle, as in like the cycle that you get a single double dribble. He had a goaltending on offense and defense. They called the. They called a moving screen on him in the last – with 15 seconds left. I don't know if you remember that. 15 seconds yeah. left in the game. Warriors have the ball up by one. You think, okay, they're going to try to spring Curry or Clay for a, for a three. What's his name? Boogie sets a pick, and they called a moving screen. I've never seen them call a moving screen. It was a prison ball screen. It was prison ball. Well, it was a technically it's a foul. That's I mean that's what the announcers were saying. But I've just never they never call that. That's like calling pass interference on a hail mary. Type no, but thing. that was that was a tough screen. He stuck his whole arm out. That's a big dude, bro. He okay, you're right. It, it's a foul, but they just they've never called that in a game changing play like that. That's unheard of. One one that I was upset about was the. The ball coming off the rim, and they they said it was offensive goaltending. Well, I thought that was a tough call. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Came off the cylinder. I think at that point they were probably up uh, what one point. That could have made it a three point game. At that point, no, they were down three. At that point, they were down three. They they turned the ball over. I think that's when Lowry throws that ill advised pass to Marcus Soul. I might be getting a little bit confused, but I do know that that's when that's when Curry hit the three to give them the tie, and then Clay with the pump fake Kawhi blows by, 
three in the corner to, to give him the three-point lead, and then Toronto scores. But And then yeah. and then we have, uh, on the last play, or second to last play of the game, uh, Warriors up one, going up the court. Uh, Draymond near the half-court line gets a, gets a little... Do you think that was a foul, a little bit of no, a shot? No, I don't think that was just a terrible, terrible mistake. The Warriors, both teams did as much as they could to give it away. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. It was just back and forth. Who's going to make the bigger mistake at the end? But the Warriors pulled it out, and now the bigger question is going to be, can they take what, whatever emotional high they can get from using the Toronto... I feel like they, they definitely drew upon, you know, that, that, you know, perceived slight from the Toronto fans that they were cheering KD getting hurt. I, I like to think that they saw that and were like, okay, we need to win for KD. We need to win to shut these guys up. But can they take that? I mean, is that sustainable? Can they take that back to the Oracle? It's going to be the last game ever in Oracle. Oakland's going to lose another one of their teams. They're about to lose the Raiders too, which we'll see on Hard Knocks, which we'll talk about later. But it's going to be the last game in Oakland. Maybe the last game of the Warriors dynasty. So they're they're actually a four-point pl- uh, favorite. I saw that they opened up as a four-point play, uh, favorite immediately, immediately following the game. They started off as a four-point favorite. So what do you think going into game six, coming off a big win, uh, no more Durant, um, but they get four days rest from Monday. They play on Thursday. What do you what do you think moving forward? Do you think uh, they'll take Game Six and then force a Game Seven back in Toronto? It's gonna be tough. It's gonna it's gonna come down to the defense of the Warriors. Honestly, KD losing KD obviously hurts. That's that's points you're not gonna get back. But in the two games that they won this 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 series, they held Toronto to one hundred six. I mean one hundred five and one hundred four. In the games they lost, Toronto scored 118, 123. They had the game four where they only scored 105. But they're going to need, if they can hold the, the, the Raptors to at least, they're going to they're gonna need the Raptors to, they're going to have to hold them defensively. The Raptors, and the Raptors had a lot of open shots yesterday, by the way. The Raptors are not a great shooting team. So if they get hot, if they get hot and they're making all their shots, I don't, there, there's, there's no way the Warriors are going to win. But if the Warriors can limit Kawhi the way they did in this game, apart from that two or three minute stretch, then they have a chance. Curry's gonna have to show up. Clay's gonna have to show up. But it's Game Six, so it's it's automatic that Clay's gonna show up. That's his thing. Game yeah. Six, Clay. You know, Game o- Six, baby. OKC a couple years ago, or I think he scored some ungodly amount of points, like forty something points or whatever. I, I forgot what it was, but to beat OKC down three two in OKC. So you know Clay's gonna show up. Curry's got to be there too. They're gonna, it's it's gonna be all hands on deck. That's what it is. That's what it's gonna have to be. And they're gonna have to rally around KD. There's no more. Well, maybe next game KD's coming back. Like that's it. KD's done. KD's not coming back. So they know all the chips are on the table. And then we're gonna see what happens. Hopefully they can get Kevon Looney back. He had to leave uh, yesterday's game as well. He's huge for them. So let's let's see Thursday. Thursday. We're going back to Delphi's. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Flanagan's Flanagan's is a uh, plan uh, B, or that should that be plan A? Should Duffy's be plan B? Well, well plan A is, is already in the works. Uh, Party at Hunko's. Watch Party at Hunko's. That's that's plan A. Email us at Andres or Michael at moneyline.org. 
check us out www.moneylinesport.org moneylinesport.org there you go there you go so you could check us out there um and you could email us for hunko's address exclusive takes on tap watch party thursday be there be there it's gonna be exciting i think i think golden state will come home with uh with game six take it to toronto game seven um, I just don't think they have enough firepower to win in Toronto in Game 7. I think it's going to be a long, long series. Uh, Raptors in 7. They're just a better team. I don't know. I think they lost it. I think they blew their shot. I think every second that goes by, it's in their head more. Kyle Lowry's going to remember himself now. It's over. I think I, Golden State's going to win in 7. Hot take. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. And we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, before then, tomorrow, Game 7, NHL, your favorite sport, born in the wrong city, you live in Miami, but you love hockey. I like hockey. I like hockey. For those who don't know, I worked with the Florida Panthers, so I, I'm, I'm sort of like the default hockey guy, even though I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's a low bar that I've set here, but... We have a Game 7, Boston Bruins, St. Louis Blues. Yeah, St. Louis Blues. You're the hockey guy, dude. You have to know this. Um, And so so it's exciting. I don't know how many Game 7s there's been so far in the playoffs, but there's been quite a few. And what I love about hockey is it's a lot of randomness. Love the fights, obviously. And these, these games get rowdy. Um, I've been to a couple Florida Panthers games. I was there when the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup. So this is an exciting environment. I wish I wish Miami um, and Florida cared more about hockey. I think that would be really exciting dynamic. It's 100 degrees outside. What, nobody plays hockey here. Why do we have a team? What is <laughs> NHL thinking? I don't, I don't understand this. This doesn't make any sense to me. Why is there not another cold-weather city that can use a team? Hmm. I I'm not sure. I mean, the um. I think Canada. There's another. I think and I think every big city in Canada should have three teams. Who are these guys though? The the Predators. Uh, the Predators. They they went to the to the Stanley Cup last year, and they're from. Come on, dude. You're the Carolina, guy, dude. North Carolina. Where? I'll give you. I'm gonna give you a couple more. They're the Nashville Predators. They're the Nashville Predators. Tennessee. That's a warm place. It gets cold in the winter in Tennessee. It's a warm, that's a warm it snows. place, though. It snows. If it snows, it's automatically not a warm place. New York City in the summer is hot. It is. It is. doesn't make it a warm. Like, it's, it's, it's cold. They, they winter there. They, they use the verb winter there. They winter. Here, we don't know what winter is. We don't. When it gets cold, when it gets 50 degrees, I'm putting on three jackets. I'm freezing. Yeah, over here, uh, when it gets cold, you... You may see your breath like once or twice in the year. It's like, uh, yeah, hockey's not a thing here. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, the Bruins take game seven. Can't tell you much more than that. I'm sorry for lacking in knowledge as the local hockey expert here on on, uh, on Takes on Tap. The local hockey expert in all of Miami. <laughs> By the way, I... If you want the inside scoop, I got St. Louis Blues winning. You heard it here first. First ever championship for the Blues. 
You know what though? I had to ask my friend today. Um, I'm so I'm not as familiar with hockey, but they're the St. Louis Blues, and St. Louis, I, I'm pretty sure they have a good Blues background. But for example, I know that the Utah Jazz, they're the Jazz, but it's Utah. They, it's Jazz is not a thing. Mormons don't listen to Jazz. <laughs> the Utah Jazz were originally like the the New Orleans Jazz. So I'm thinking the Blues. How many lies about musical genres can there be in sports? So. I'm glad to know that the the blues are authentically from a blues city, St. Louis, and they're gonna win. They won't be singing the blues on on tomorrow night. On yeah. tomorrow night. So it's on, but it's on Bruins ice, right? Are they it's playing in, Boston? It's gonna be in Boston, but Boston's had their share. Boston's won everything. Boston. Boston's won everything. Red Sox have won. Just are the reigning World Series champs. Shout out David Ortiz. He's gonna be okay. That's what they're saying. He's in Boston now. They they flew a private jet to go get him. By the way. I know. So he's good. Class move from the Red Sox. Oh yeah, taking care of their own. Should they should they should embrace Manny a little bit more, but not gonna go there. Anyway, Patriots, another one, winning a bunch of Super Bowls. Boston's won enough. The the karma that Boston has spent in the last couple of years, it will take generations to rebuild that up. And it, you know what? It was generations. They they didn't win a World Series for I think eighty six years. The curse of the Bambino. Have you hung out with 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 people from Boston, like Boston sports fans? It's tough to be I, in the I've, same room as them. I've watched Matt Damon movies. Is that the same thing? Or Ben Affleck movies? When I was sometimes them together in the same movie. So when I was in Pittsburgh, my two roommates were were Bostonians. They would talk, they wouldn't shut up about the Patriots, the Celtics. Um, they were big hockey guys, so they were Bruins as well. And there's just this arrogance in Boston of like they expect to win. And that's why I'm sort of piggybacking off of that and saying that on home ice, the Bruins are going to win. Um, and I'm sure they already, they're probably already setting up their parade. How many parades have there been in Boston? That's too many. Too many. I don't count anymore. I, I personally don't have any. The only Boston team I don't really like is the Celtics, just because of the big three. And really just because of Paul Pierce. Damn, that guy. I hate that guy. But... They're done. That's it. Speaking of Brady's not winning any more Super Bowls. That's it. It's over. You heard it here first. That's it. <laughs> Boston sports. It'll be 50 years before they win another championship. Mark my words. Unless they win tomorrow. So Hunko, you're just you're just cursing Boston. You're proclaiming that I'm, from here I'm, on out they're not winning anything else. That's well, it. I'm, I'm claiming that they have spent all of the karma points they earned over the years where they didn't win anything. When the Red Sox didn't win any Super Bowls. World Super Bowls. When the Red Sox didn't win a World Series for 86 years, the Patriots had never won a Super Bowl. They've used up all of their luck. All of their goodwill is all is all spent. So you're saying you're saying that that after six Super like Bowls, a, it's like a piggy bank of, of luck that they they've accumulated. They saved up. They used they they saved up and they spent it all, all. Okay, so so. Uh... And then so they're in debt. They owe the sports world so I, I, many hard times. So I think the, the Knicks and the Jets have saved up quite a bit. But, you see, they've also incurred debts. The Knicks kick out fans for not liking the owner. Banned for life. And they kick out legends of the team. That incurs bad debt. The Knicks need to sell the team. And then James Dolan needs to sell the team. And then they can be good again. Ah, okay. So that's mm-hmm. how things work. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my arbitrary set of rules, that's how it works. Okay. The Jets, 
I'm still learning. I'm still learning the rules of right. sports. Right. It, it takes karma. time. It takes time. It takes time. The mm. Mungo laws of sports. So karma. the Jets are not totally in a bad spot, but the Giants used a lot of the New York City luck. The ah. New York City's been saving up, and the so Giants. We share it. The, the, yeah, you know what? They agreed to share it. The Jets spent it on Mark Sanchez, and the Giants spent it on Eli Manning, and you, you live with the results. Okay. That's fair. Okay, so I'll just live in misery moving forward. Just you can expect to live in misery for at least another two to three years, for sure. Anything beyond that, it's really a toss-up. The Jets or Giants can be good, but it will be about two to three years. Noted. Maybe you can get an 8-8 eight and eight before then. Maybe. Write it down. Write, write all this stuff down. 50 years Boston Championship, Warriors winning Game 7, New York City football team's not going to be good for the next two to three years. Bruins losing. Didn't I say that? Anyway, yeah, Bruins losing. Well, that's part of the, the Boston 50-year curse tonight. I'm okay. starting it. What else? What what other ones did I say? I think I said, yeah, well, I'm just Nostradamus. I, I hope all of you guys have your Bovada accounts open when I'm saying these things. <laughs> There's a malfunction. There's some guy giving away free money on Bovada. Speaking of free money, um... USA Women's World Cup that definitely looked like some free money. That was a free money giveaway. Everyone just, everyone should have logged on to Bovada earlier in the day today. Just put everything, their life savings, their house, their children, their wives, their families on USA Women's Soccer because these girls are out on a mission. Disclaimer, Ticks on Top does not condone gambling of life savings on, on, on gambling. Yeah, yeah. Putting life savings on gambling. Yeah, this is a figure of speech. Not, way, it's not a figure of speech for you, but it it is for the show. Either way, I have a I have a life savings about of about twenty seven dollars. So I'm putting this whole twenty seven dollars on USA women's soccer for a hefty like six dollar return. Regardless, they they put on a clinic today against Thailand and it's impressive, honestly, what these I think they just scored another goal, right? They're still going on? I think so. I think they let, once you get past like 13 goals, they just let you keep playing until you get tired. Or did they just follow Thailand into the parking lot and, and just challenge them to like street ball? Well, see, two... well, that's not cool, man. It's not cool. It's not cool. They won by two. Once you score, I mean, there's no need to score to put up football, American football scores against people. You don't need to score 13 goals. I think by, after goal number eight, I mean, reality is earlier than that, but after goal number eight, I mean, the game's over. That looked that looked like an AFC East game that we were watching. 13-0. Jets versus Dolphins. It's a good old-fashioned SEC showdown right there. But I I don't know what to make of this. I I don't I can't say that I follow much of women's soccer. Um, I, I'm I'm in every four years for the World Cup, but I've never seen anyone win 13-0. I've never seen the men's do it either. And I don't know how I feel about it. I think that the karma gods will will strike on the U.S. Really? So, mm. so Alex Morgan put in five goals. Uh, they won 13-0. Um, but Thailand's one of the weaker teams, so it would be interesting to see what they do against a team like France, who who came out strong in their first game. I think they won like 3-0 or 4-0. Um, Netherlands also won today. They're a pretty good team. 
Um, but I would like to see the United States, who's in a who's in a weak group, um, play how they how they how they come out in the in the later stages of of the World Cup. But 13-0, uh, a record game against Thailand, the most goals scored in a World Cup game, and also the biggest differential. So they broke two records today. Really impressive. Way to go! They beat a bunch of amateur. Because, I, I mean, do we know that every one of these girls on the, Thailand, on the Thai team are professional soccer players? So that's the thing, like... Or is it kind of like, you know, it has a little... Uh, what's that team? The, the Rock of Gibraltar has their own national team for men, but the whole team is full of, like, plumbers and dentists and things like that. Um, to be honest, it, it looked like it. It looked like it. They didn't look good by any means. I, I could probably... I know... Are we making it worse? Are we making it worse right now? I have friends. I have friends that play better than, like, girl friends that play better than these Thailand girls. It was kind of sad. I saw I saw uh, people in the crowd, uh, Thailand fans in the crowd, in tears. It was pretty humiliating. Um, well, yeah, 13-0 does that to you. I mean, what's an equivalent score in a football equivalent score, 13-0? It's, like, like 89-0. Like. So... So if the average goal scored for a team in soccer is like two, and then for like football, it's what, 24? Yeah, something like that. So we're talking like 200 a to... 12, 12 times multiple. So 13 times 12, yeah, it's like 100 something to like... So zero. Zero. Imagine that. We would be in outrage. We would be saying, how could they allow this to happen? <laughs> how, could it, how can you run up the score like that? Or basketball, I mean... Imagine that that'd be that'd be equivalent of scoring something in the ballpark of like two to three hundred points. Yeah. Without allowing hardly anything. It'd be like two hundred twenty to like seventy. That's not cool. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I hope I, I I'm not I do not support a thirteen to zero win. After five goals, it's really just you're just you're just trying to hurt these girls. Hurt their feelings, just send yeah, them back home. Yeah, you're trying to get, you want, at that point, you're just trying to make them get on the bus and say, like, is this really worth it? Is this something we really want to do here? Is, it's like, they, they wanted, they wanted all the Thai girls to really reevaluate their commitment to soccer. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. It's as I'm as not in. punishing them. I'm not in. I'm not in. Thai people are very nice. And Thailand's a very beautiful country. They have, Amazing things, amazing food. I'm not with it. I have friends that are trying to go to Thailand this year. Moving forward, best of luck, Thailand. I'm sorry that you had to face the wrath of Alex Morgan, uh, Megan Rapino, Carly Lloyd. These are great players that we have in the USA. Yeah, they're going to play against Sweden and Chile next. I would imagine the Swedes are usually a. I would I've, from what I think I've heard, I think they're usually a tough team. They're pretty good. So Sweden won today. Uh, Against Chile, late goal, 1-0. They won 2-0. I only saw the first goal. Um, Chile's not a great squad either, but yeah. uh, It would be interesting to see USA versus Sweden. Is that the next game? Sweden's next game. They're all in a group together. I think Sweden's next game is definitely against either USA or Thailand. The next game is going to be against Thailand, so USA's next game is against Chile. That's probably another drubbing. But I hope – I'm not – I can't support that. I hope the U.S. loses a game. Come they need on. to come back to earth. Come on. Who do these girls think they are? 
Come on. They're, Some they're... USA soccer. Let's bring soccer to the United States. Oh, Let's... so we suck at soccer, so we have to go and humiliate some girls 13 to 0? No. Just... That's the first time these girls, a lot of them probably were ever on international television, and that's how they will be remembered. Somebody who watched the whole game is going to remember one of those girls and be like, hey, that's the girl that lost 13 0. That's tough. Yeah, no, I'm not down with that. These girls have families. These Thailand, Thailand women, they have families. Yeah, dude. Thai people are very nice. I love Thailand. Having never been, love Thailand. And so what do you tell them after the game? Like, you can't say good game. What do you say? Sorry? Do you just straight up apologize? Oh, you, oh, I thought you, you mean the other team, the USA girls? Yeah, USA. What do you tell them? No, I you think... You can't say good game. No, I, I, I don't even think you can look at them. I think you got to just, like, kind of... Scurry, scoot away. That's just, that's just bad. It's I would just pound them. I can't look them in the eye. Bad, bad manners. How are you gonna do that? They were laughing. They were celebrating these goals. Um, How, don't you run out of celebrations after a certain point? They're probably. They I mean, probably. I'm sure a conversation happened that they had celebrations set up for the World Cup, and they used them all in the first game. <laughs> they, I mean, they're. I mean, that's probably what they're gonna be practicing between now and the next game. Just. New celebrations. Maybe the dead fish will come out. Um, I'm going for France. I want France to win. I want, I want France to win. Home team. Cancel. I, I got to find a new team. I reserve the right to change my mind, but that's my team right now. France is really good. I would like to see that game. This is blasphemous stuff from you, Andres. I'm, I'm going for it. I want them to have the, 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 the double. The world double. The World Cup Euro and the World Cup men's and women's in the span of a year. That's what I'm going for. That would be great to see. I mean, at the very least, France produces great soccer, so so would be cool to see that. Hopefully we don't see that. I think United States are gonna take it for their fourth title, which I don't know. I would also like to see a scrimmage between the men's and women's just because... Oh, no, no, no. Let's not go there. Okay. We won't go into that. No, no, no. no. We won't go into that. Speaking of things, Oakland, they got a game on Thursday. Then they got some football games in August. And then they won't have any more football games in that city until maybe ever. But they're going to be on hard knocks. The Oakland Raiders. If there, if there was, if there was a team that you could have said, is that an Oakland accent? No, I just, I just kind of the threw Oakland it. Raiders. That's like a Chris Berman saying Oakland Raiders. I don't know. It's Chris Berman. He's just Chris Berman, dude. He's, just, he's his own accent. Okay. But I'll take it. What? <laughs> Shout out to Chris Berman, Chrissy B. So, the, so are they officially the Hard Knocks? Yeah, yeah. So they're officially the Hard Knocks, but just like how perfect. The NFL is getting some things right here. They give, they're they giving us what we want. I can't think of a more, I mean, just combustible team. You got Antonio Brown, John Gruden, Vincent Perfect, Richie Incognito. We get to go inside. Uh, Vontez Perfect, by the way. Vontez Perfect. We, we get to see how Derek Carr and Antonio Brown adjust. We get to see... The big personality, uh, the coach, and also how he interacts with Antonio Brown. But, I mean, it's the biggest personality and probably the most um, controversial one of this past season, other than Le'Veon Bell. 
Le'Veon Bell. But I'm just, I'm really excited for that, Steve. I wish that there was some way that we can put the Steelers and Raiders. And by the way, I meant to say Raiders at first. I'm really excited about the Raiders, Hard Knocks. And I wish there was a way that we can get the Raiders and Steelers to scrimmage each other and see just Antonio Brown talk crap to Big Ben and everybody and Juju and all these guys, the whole the whole scrimmage. Antonio Brown would probably want to play defense. Antonio Brown. Just guard Juju Smith-Schuster. Pull up, pull up Jimmy Butler. You can't score on me. <laughs> I own you. Is, is that your new favorite player, by the way, Jimmy Butler? Let's not do this. Yo, I mean, the Knicks... I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy. If it comes down to Jimmy Butler, I'll take Jimmy Butler. Free agency coming up. I think we did a show where... Durant going down. I think we did a show where it was official. We had breaking news that Kevin Durant was signing with the Knicks. That Zion Williamson was going to the Knicks. And then now what? What's going on? What's going on here? R.J. Barrett and Jimmy? I'm a little shook. I'm a little shook. Um, if we could, if we could get Durant, even a hurt Durant, have him sit out for a bit. I mean, it's not like it's not like it's not like I'm not used to to taking L's all season. Just another L season. Maybe get a high draft pick. I'm excited for R.J. Barrett. Uh, he looks like he put on a little bit of muscle. Very polished. He was he was going into last season. He was the number one uh, college prospect until Zion came out and showed everybody who he is. Um, so uh, it's to all my Knicks fans. We here for you. Call in right now, please, Knicks fans. Call me right now. I'm here. Mikey, you're not alone. So, any Knicks fans, we're going to open up the hotline. The, uh, the, uh, Once we make the hotline, we're going to open it up. 1-800-Knicks-Tape. Is that seven, seven numbers? Either way. I don't think so. I think it's more than seven. But we don't have a hotline anyway, so let's just run with it. Yeah, so, so call in. Uh, send me an email. Again, that's Michael at MoneyLineSport.org. All my Knicks fans, we could start a support group. We could uh, we could sit down together, send write letters to Kevin Durant. Hopefully, he comes over. Um, it's been it's been a long time. Hospital letters, like for him to read as getting out of surgery. Get well oh, soon. And on the back, Knicks tape. Go Knicks. <laughs> it's just like just like it looks like five year olds drawing him letters. It's actually like grown at like grown men. Like with crayons, just writing get better. Oh, oh, for sure. Like that guy in Golden State. There you go. See, there's Knicks using up their karma. They've been bad for a long time. But then you go and wear a Knicks, well, Kevin Durant jersey in, in the Oracle to just troll everybody. Why? Why do you do this? You guys talk about every free agent like you're going to get out. Reality is enough of a punishment for you guys. So, okay. I feel like Durant's coming. I feel like Durant's coming. He's probably going to be hobbled up. We're getting R.J. Barrett. Who else is out there? Jimmy Butler. That's a nice... Yeah, that's a, this is a nice outcome. I love it. But... Well, I mean... I, I, I don't, don't get your hopes up, man. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. I, I just... I care for you, man. I care for all my Knicks friends. I don't want you guys to be hurt, so... Just give me something 
you know, let's let's talk about something more, you know, less hurtful to you. Give me something to look forward to in this in this for game six or game seven of a hockey, but give me something to look forward to in game six. What's your you, I heard you saying the Raptors are gonna lose and then win in the six. So what's what give me something to look for? What am I looking at? What am I looking for? What is Mikey's analytical take on what I should be looking for and what's gonna be the determining factor in game six? Um it's gonna be I was pretty surprised with how Clay Thompson came out. He's shown a lot of character. Um, does particularly well historically in game sixes. Um, and I think the Splash Brothers, both Steph and Clay, are gonna come out shooting. And I feel like that I feel like they have a, a sense of urgency now. Like that you've woken up uh, the beast of Golden State. I think they're gonna have a sense of urgency, come out shooting, and it's gonna be a pretty productive game. Also, Clay Thompson, um, matching up with Kawhi. I love that. Uh, they're able to they're able to neutralize uh, Kawhi, and once you take Kawhi out of the game, it's the same Toronto that we've seen over the past four years in the playoffs, where Lowry's making uh, making making mistakes. You know, turnovers tend to be more frequent. At the end, they kind of just defer to Kawhi. So why not just double team Kawhi? As long as you get it out of their hands, I think you have a chance to win. So what I'm looking for is. Probably double teams putting Clay on Kawhi for the majority of the game, and the Splash Brothers going off. It's going to be one of those signature games where we see Steph and Clay doing celebrations, maybe a little shimmy from Steph Curry. Ooh, we haven't seen one of those. Haven't seen a shimmy. I haven't seen a shimmy in feels like ages. It must. I don't even know. Does he even do the shimmy anymore? Is it over? Does he not do it anymore? It's it it's just hasn't been. I don't know. It hasn't been a a, a particularly hype. Um, like a hyped up finals. They've just kind of been going through the motions. But I think with their back against the wall, we're seeing the golden state that we're accustomed to. We're seeing the dynasty. They they sleepwalk through the whole regular season. They give away some games that they don't really care too much about. But with their back against the wall, we're starting to see. I mean, it, it took them being down six um, in the fourth quarter about to give up the whole finals game for uh, give up the whole finals for clay and Steph to start putting in buckets and i think we're going to see that for the entirety of game six. Oh yeah absolutely i think i got it i got it simpler i got it simpler i think clay and Steph show up because and, and that's just my assumption i think they're going to show up it's going to be it's going to come down to if the raptors hit their open looks they're going to win the game if the raptors don't make miss make their open looks and the warriors play good defense then the warriors are going to win the game simple as that that's what it's come down to. Raptors, the way that the Warriors are going to play them, they're going to key on Kawhi. It's going to, they're going to get their open shots. If they make them, they're going to win. If they don't, they're going to lose. Very simple. But another clay that I just want to talk about is my boy, Rafa Nadal. It's a little tennis, little tennis lesson. There's going to be some exclusive content coming on the website this later this week. We're just going to be talking about just how we should all strive to be as good at anything as Rafa Nadal is, at playing in the French Open. Stay tuned this week for that. It's coming up soon. Got anything Got anything for us, Mikey, before we hit the road? Um, yeah, so so as Hunko just said, we do have a, a website, moneylinesport.org, um, and that's where we post anything analytics-related, any research that we do, anything um, more serious that we work on here. We kind of just talk. This is Takes on Tap. 
Uh, we give our opinions, we give hot takes, but um, check out the website. Also, just wanted to say that we're on Apple Podcasts. We're legit. We're a real podcast. So go follow, subscribe, leave a comment, and leave a five-star rating. If you don't leave a five-star rating... Don't leave a rating. You're, you're kind of just a hater. Don't leave a rating unless it's five stars. Yeah, so so five stars. Um, I just wrote something on there about um, overpaid player. This is purely analytics-based. So if you want to see who um, stats tell me are the most overpaid and underpaid players in the NBA, check that out. Uh, Hunko's going to post something about uh, Nadal, some tennis stuff. Oh, yeah. That's what the people want, tennis. More tennis. And in the works, I'm also working on a predictive model for baseball. So for all my gamblers out there. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, fellas. So we're going to get you out on that. Thanks for tuning in. Takes on tap. June 11th. Game 6 is coming. Peace. Solid.